Welcome back into the golf shop. Matt Blanchard along with guest host Todd Burrell and, of course, Liberty Bill. Joining us now, uh, the newest addition to the GlobalGolfPost.com uh, online magazine. Jim Dotson joins us. Jim, how are you this hey morning? Hey, guys. How are you? Good, how man. You? How are you? You know, uh, you're keeping me from my uh, cleanup in the garden, so I'm really grateful. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Kind of yeah, you didn't want to get your hands dirty this early in the morning anyway. Oh, I will. And my wife's playing in a golf tournament just to rub oh, it Oh, okay. Yeah, great. That's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's almost, so how can we fill out the trifecta? Your dog's sick or something? I mean, you know. No, no, I'm going to go spend some money. I'm going to go, I'm going to go get, uh, go over to golf, the golf, one of the golf shops and buy uh, some really nice golf balls after, you know, I finished my cleaning up the yard. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I think I'm going to have to probably move to Charlotte. I hear all those commercials for Argyle socks and, and uh, knickers and, uh, you know, free golf and stuff. You know, wow, you guys got it going on down there. Well, Jim, you know, you're welcome to come to Charlotte anytime. We'd love to have you. Um, you know, Global Golf Post, uh, I don't know how many people. I, I've known about Global Golf Post since it came out. I, I knew, uh, I know pretty well Mike Perkey, who was one of the start. I think he he was one of the writers early on, along with Ron right. Green. Um and so I subscribed. And can you, can you tell our audience a little bit about how golf, Global Golf Post works and and that kind of thing, just to give them a background? Well, you know, um, it, it, in a weird, weird kind of way, or sad kind of way, it kind of mirrors the collapse of the print world yeah. in golf. A lot of the guys, people who write for um, Global Golf, GDP, as I call it, uh, beginning with Mike, who was my colleague at Golf Magazine right. for many, many years. In fact, uh, he was kind of the editor who, uh, when I got tired of writing about the tour, I'd done that for seven or eight years of golf. Um, I, I said to Mike, who was a senior editor, I just want to write about people who ha- are nuts to the game. I want to write about, um, I, I'm kind of an everyman golf writer. Right. Uh, you know, I, I love I love this 400-year-old game. I've, I've been fortunate to be in the RNA, and I, I just have traveled all over Scotland and England. And, you know, um, so that was my beat, and Mike really pushed that. And then Mike, Mike when, when Golf Magazine really, uh, like Golf Digest, all of them start to really just just shed advertisers, and it was the same thing that's been killing newspapers and print uh, for I'm, years. I'm in that business, Jim. I know it all too well. Yeah, it's a sad, sad story. Yeah. Um, what happened? Is, so I left in 2005. I had a chance to come uh, back. I was teaching writing at Holland University, a really wonderful writing school. And then uh, David Warnoff down at the Pilot asked me to come and be there, columnist at the for the Open Daily, the newspaper right. there in Southern Pines. It's the only place that does the U.S. Open paper. Anyway, you know, so I, I did, and my friends were like, boy, what did you know about the golf world? And I said, I was just tired. I just really mm-hmm. wanted to come home to North Carolina. We lived in Maine for 25 years, yeah. and I loved it. But it was time to come home. And I started these arts and culture magazines with uh, my uh, colleague, Andy Rose, and I. She's the art director, and they've done very, very well. Well, I, about that same time, we met. I met Jim Nugent. He came to town, and we... They just started GDP. Mike went there. Um, a bunch of other wonderful writers did, including Charles Fantastic, Ron Green Jr., one of my oldest friends. And I think he's the best golf reporter probably ever. And uh, John Hopkins, my old friend from the London Times. So, you know, I, I used those 15 years to write, continue writing golf books. I was very fortunate. Yeah. I wrote a book called Final Rounds, and then Arnold asked me to write his memoirs, and that led to Hogan and it was just time to come home. And so after 15 years of running those, the magazines I started, I was really honored um, 
Well, Jim, a while ago, Jim Nugent asked me, you know, have you ever come back to golf riding? You know, we'd love to talk with you. And I just thought, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, as of third, the 30th of this month, I'm giving up my post as the editor. Going to become one of those old farts that just advises and brings writers in and, you know, and writes my column for the magazines. And that's Pine Straw, O'Henry and Greensboro, um, South Park and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, now we've just added Walter, a magazine we started nine years ago, but with the News and Observer, but we've just reacquired it. So the magazines are in great shape despite COVID, and I'm in good shape, and I'm really excited to be back. And uh, the beat I'm going to occupy is one I love, kind of a version of the golf life that, that led to final rounds. Uh, it's going to be called The Good Game. Okay, so that's that's your, that's your theme for what you're going to be writing for GGP? Is that what I understand? That's right. Okay. It's, uh, excuse me. It's the morning uh, attire out in the yard. Um, yeah, it, it's, the, it's the part of the game I love. Uh, you know, uh, the game of golf is is not the tour. That's right. Uh, and I know I say that with a lot of tour friends, and I, as I say, I'm Arnold's autobiographer, and I'm, I'm Hogan's biographer. And it, the, the tour is about, you know, really about 20% of the world of golf, visible yep. world of golf. The if if that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Actually, Barney Adams, who's an old friend, used to say it's like an iceberg. There's a little tip gleaming in the sun, mm-hmm. and it's, it's everybody can see it for miles. The real golf world's under the water. You know, and I've always cared about the eccentrics in golf clubs, the old forgotten champions, the funny characters, the funniest guy in the club. In fact, the first piece out, my first piece out of the gate for Global Golf Post is a piece about a guy here at Starmail Forest, where I belong, who's just the most wonderful guy in the world. Uh, the, the story's called The Unthinkable Barry um, Wessel, and he's this wonderful guy who was born in Jimmy Stewart's town and grew up in, and he's you know, every club has a guy that has just an unthinkable personality, and mm-hmm. this is that guy. He's 78 years old, still shoots in the low 70s, wow. um, loves the game, has a phenomenal attitude of life, and Faith, five years ago, told he had term- terminal cancer, an inoperable, prepare your your your, your final, uh, you know, details. Yeah. And he lived through it, and he's back today playing golf, and he's a wonderful character. So I wrote, those are the kind of stories I love, yeah. and I love eccentrics. You know, I'll, I'll ask you guys, you, you, there's so many, you know, is it, is it a coincidence that the best golf jokes in the world are golf jokes or that everybody has a great funny story back mm-hmm. off? Yeah. There's an old saying, and it's a true one, that the, the finest golf writing, the smaller the ball, the better the writing. <laughs> Mike Perky and I used to talk about this all the time. And, right. uh, you know, it's, it's really true. Uh, and so there's a great tradition of writing that continues, and global golf is, is doing that. You have, I think you have the, best collection of golf writers in the world and they've they've proved it by everybody in the golf world seems to see it and read it and you can get signed up for free jim todd here and and uh, i I couldn't agree more um with uh the um the assessment that you know golf is 20 percent the tour or less and then and then there's all these fantastic stories around golf clubs and personalities associated with golf clubs and whatnot One one of the things we've witnessed this last eight nine months while the world struggled with what's going on with with COVID, is you know being in the golf business is we've seen a tremendous boost. Obviously, that right. uh, that I'm sure is on your radar. Um, so we're going to have more of those stories. We're going to have more people playing golf, exactly. and it seems like golf's gotten a great <clears throat> boost over the last you know eight or nine months. I'm optimistic right. that that's somewhat sustainable in the future because, as you know, golf was you know that eighty percent was shrinking, uh, be, you know, over right. the last decade or so. So. What what are your thoughts on how this is going to shape golf 
going forward for that 80%? Great, great, Todd. Uh, good question. I, I think, first of all, you kind of have to look back at the boom years, say 2000, when Tiger was just exploding. And um, it was kind of a false positive. Uh, everybody was, you guys remember this well, everybody was pouring into golf. If you ever went to the golf show down in Orlando, mm-hmm. you had everybody had a new product. Everybody wanted to get cash in, mm-hmm. right? Everybody was hot, hot, hot. And then it collapsed like a $2 beach chair, you know, when the economy turned in 2007 and all these great resorts started going out of business. The money was – there's too much money on the game. The game got too expensive. The equipment was out of sight. Well, it kind of needed – it's been – actually, I would say it's been kind of a good thing. As I used to say, I, I did the keynote speech when they reopened Pinehurst in 2014, 13 for the – you know, for the double 14 open – and as I said to people that night, and they were very worried, I said, this is a 400-year-old game that survived at least two world, two world wars, right. numerous smaller wars, mm-hmm. uh, uh, pandemics, uh, revolutions. It's been around for 400 years. It's going to be around for another 400 years. And that's because a core of people, maybe, maybe only 21% of any population loves playing golf. And of that number, maybe only 5 or 10% play it every, every week. But the game is beloved. It's beloved across the world. It's going to grow again. I think it's going to grow again because people are discovering, you know, this is a, during this COVID time, we have to walk. And I, I, I'm going to make your neighborhood. Mine looks like the all world walking Olympics every night. You know, yeah. There's people walking babies and people walking dogs. And, and golf just fits right into that. You know, most yeah. clubs, you can take one person per cart. Uh, and golf clubs have been very, very careful about how they're protecting their members and their guests. Um, and they're on the front line in some ways. I mean, I don't mean in curing this. I mean, in serving, you know, doing, being responsible. And golf has turned out to be a fantastic, perfect you know, game to play during these safe distance times. Um, it's also, you and we all know, a, a fantastic recreation. I've met, made the best friends in a 35-year golf career. I've made my best friends in the game, really mean that. Uh, I've gotten to see the world and, and, uh, Made, met so many wonderful, colorful, interesting people. And it's those people I, I want to write about in, in The Good Game. And the reason I used that title was because, you know, golf is a good game. I almost it's a great game. But uh, it's a good game because it's a good game for making friendships. It's a good game to have exercise. It's a good game to challenge yourself against old man par. You know, it, there's so many elements of this game that are healthy and wonderful, as it has been from the beginning. And the game of all that's going to really. be the force that brings it. It will continue to grow. Uh, during its biggest boom years, it was growing, you know, 7 8%. And they kept saying, oh, we need to build a new golf course every day. Well, we <laughs> learned that lesson by overbuilding, right? And right. I think now it's proportionally right. And I think people are discovering golf for the right reasons, not because they hope to make a million dollars or, you know, impress a client. They're playing it because it's a great bonding game, mm-hmm. you know, fathers and sons and mothers and daughters and that's the so that that's you know the book I wrote called Final Rounds about taking my dad back to England and Scotland when he was dying of cancer. That book became a, a surprise bestseller, and that told me then that this is what really is golf. Golf is wonderful. You make your best friends, you have your best time, and uh, it's all outdoors in nature. Yeah, Jim. I mean, it's a never-ending topic to write about. I mean, you know, I agree with you. I mean, all my friends, every one of my best friends, I I met at a golf club that I belonged to for 25 years, and exactly. you know, and Todd's sitting here. He's a he's a he's a golf director and a general manager of a golf course, a head pro. You know, yep. he anywhere you go, 
I don't care. Right. You know, anywhere you go, you can sit down and start listening. If you don't know anybody at the club, and just sit on the patio, and you can hear right. a story that will have you laughing your butt off. That's you know, right. within 15 minutes, it's just it, the game is just full of that kind full of stuff, of it. and it's and well, it's, and it's game, wonderful. It can be really great at this game. I don't care who you are. You know, that's right. uh, and you know, it's funny. Uh, my 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 friend, my friend Barry uh, Wessel, the unthinkable Barry Wessel, who's the column source, a uh, story. Of, he's the source of my column this week. Um, he likes to say, "There's you never make make a stranger on the golf meet a great. You never meet a stranger on the golf course." And, you know, that's exactly who – that's why I'm sort of deputizing my friends across the world. And it's really been touching. I've heard from – I have been out of the golf – regular golf writing. I've written four more golf books since, mm-hmm. I, you know, in my 15 years away. But I didn't know if I'd ever come back to regular writing about the game. But this is the beat I most loved, meeting eccentrics and funny. Yeah. I'm on a quest to find the funniest guy in the golf, golf – the, the funniest guy in any golf club in America. I want to find that guy right now. And that's, or a woman. <laughs> might be a woman you know uh so you guys are hereby deputized about characters and oddballs and forgotten champions and characters in general i just think those people they illustrate the breadth of this game's appeal don't they they and the humanness of it that's that's really been my kind of beat and uh that's really what i'm going to celebrate in in the good game um you know i'm i've written a bunch of i just finished all the essays for the walker cup next year and it's interesting to talk to a lot of these you know great amateur stars and even though they're focused on a much higher level they all talk about how the the places they've played and the people they've met have really just given their life a depth and meaning they never imagined Yeah, I mean, no doubt the, the the game has limitless stories. Um, I always think of that country club, uh, that com- country club atmosphere you're mentioning. That you know, the, the quirky superintendent, the the, the yeah, club champion yeah. when he walks in the room, everyone kind of knows he's there. You know, the, these types of things, the the That's crazy right. personalities. I mean, Caddyshack kind of kind of illustrated it, it that. Does, you know, from, and they from the satirical, out yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. V- viewpoint, but. I mean, every club is like that. I yeah. mean, it's so true. Um, yeah. I grew up in it private clubs as well, and it's it's just so unique how every club's got that. Like you said, you can sit on the back patio yeah. and you can hear about these guys, and everybody seems to be talking right. about the same people. And, and, the and, the, and the green superintendent hates the pro and the GM, and, and like and likewise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, that's everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's just oh, something I'll you can write forever. My latest book is what called the Range Bucket List. It yeah. came out a couple of years ago, right. and, and really all it is see, everywhere I've gone because I had four books of the year in the golf world and people are like, when are you going to write another golf book? And I'd say, well, you know, yeah, I actually have a big one in mind uh, that's up next. But, but I wanted to write, I finally realized I needed to write a book about all the funny moments in golf and my odyssey to becoming a, um, a golf writer. Um, and the book is really just a collection of tales of interesting people from John Updike to my, you know, friendship with to Arnold uh, mm-hmm. stuff. Nobody had ever read about Arnold. And uh, I had a, a wonderful time writing that book because it's, it's just full, filled with kind of stories I never got to tell because I was always writing about other people. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it, that's why I said I had, I had this, you know, the, the, I had my, it was my golf range. It's my, you know, range bucket list is the name of the book. Right. And I always joked that I had these things I needed to do. So I actually figured, you know, Maybe when, when things started to collapse, I, there would be no room for me left in the golf world as a regular writer. But that's where GGP filled the, bill, yeah. filled the bill. I mean, they're my old friends. Um, 
it's 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 a it's everybody in the golf world reads it, and so it's it's just a perfect place for me to be and and to write my little bead as the golf every man. Well, Jim, we're kind of up against it, but tell everybody how they can get uh, how they can subscribe and, and to GGP and and how they go about doing that. Guys, it's real it's real simple. You can just go, uh, Google uh, you know uh, Global Golf Post or www.globalgolfpost.com. And you will see the free sign up. It comes every Monday in your in yeah. your in your uh, your feed. And then there's a thing called Global Golf Post Plus, which includes a lot more kind of in depth writing. And I think it's it's really very modest. It's like six or seven bucks a month, and it you get uh, all kinds of great writing from the past and history and stuff like that. So it's just a wonderful. It you know I'll say this. It's been my way of keeping up with the golf world. Uh, really in an intimate way, because as I say, Ron Green's covering the tours, and and John Hopkins is writing about England and Scotland, and now I'll just write about the all, every eccentric in, in the world of golf. So. <laughs> well, Jim, we really Maybe appreciate Maybe you in Charlotte, too. Yeah, right. Um, you could come interview me. I'd, I'd probably tell you something. But um, we really appreciate you coming on. We'd love to have you back, uh, and, good, and good luck with this, with this new venture. Thanks, guys. Okay, Jim. Thank you.